0: A reading from the book of Genesis. The Lord formed man out of the clay of the ground and blew into his nostrils the breath of life. And so man became a living thing. Then the Lord God planted a tree in Eden in the east and placed there the man whom he had formed. Out of the ground, the Lord God made various trees grow that were delightful to look at, and good for food with the tree of life in the middle of the garden and the tree of the knowledge of good and evil. Now the serpent was the most cunning of all the animals that the Lord God had made. The serpent asked the woman, Did God really tell you not to eat from any of the trees in the garden? The woman answered the serpent, We may eat of the fruit of the trees in the garden, it is only about the fruit of the tree and the middle of the garden that God said, You shall not eat it or even touch it, lest you die. But the serpent said to the woman, You certainly will not die. No, God knows well the moment you eat of it. Your eyes will be opened and you will be like God's who know what is good and what is evil. The woman saw that the tree was good for food, pleasing to the eyes, and desirable for gaining wisdom. So she took some of its fruit and ate it, and she also gave some to her husband who was with her, and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realized that they were naked. So they sewed fig leaves together and made loincloths for themselves.
1: I i I shall.
0: reading from the letter of saint paul to the romans brothers and sisters through one man sin entered the world and through sin death and thus death came to all men inasmuch as all sinned for up to the time of the law sin was in the world though sin is not accounted when there is no law but death reigned from adam to moses even over those who did not sin after the pattern of the trespass of Adam, who is the type of the one who was to come. But the gift is not like the transgression. For if by the transgression of one the many died, how much more did the grace of God and the gracious gift of the one man, Jesus Christ, overflow for the many? And the gift is not like the result of the one who sinned, for after the one sin there was the judgment that brought condemnation. But the gift, after many transgressions, brought acquittal. For if by the transgression of the one death came to reign through that one, how much more will those who receive the abundance of grace and the gift of justification come to reign in life through the one Jesus Christ. In conclusion, just as through one transgression, condemnation came upon us all, so through one righteous act, acquittal and life came to all. For just as through the disobedience of one man, the many were made sinners, so through the obedience of the one, the many will be made righteous. The word of the Lord. Thanks.
2: Brothers and sisters, may our Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to St. Matthew. At that time, Jesus was led by the Spirit into the desert to be tempted by the devil. He fasted 40 days and 40 nights, and afterwards he was hungry. The tempter approached and said to him, If you are the Son of God, command that these stones become loaves of bread. And he said in reply, It is written, One does not live on bread alone, but on every word that comes forth from the mouth of God. Then the devil took him up to the holy city and made him stand on the parapet of the temple. And he said to him, If you are the Son of God, throw yourself down, for it is written, He will command his angels concerning you, and with their hands they will support you lest you dashed your foot against a stone. And Jesus answered him, Again it is written, You shall not put the Lord your God to the test. Then the devil took him up to a high mountain and showed him all the kingdoms of the world and their magnificence. And he said to him, All these I will give to you if you will prostrate yourself and worship me. At this Jesus said to him, Get away, Satan. It is written, The Lord your God shall you worship, and him alone shall you serve. Then the devil left him, and behold, angels came and ministered to him. The Gospel of the Lord.
1: Praise to you, Lord Jesus Christ.
2: Good morning. And how are you? Blessed. Blessed. You didn't sound convinced this morning. I don't get it. Today... We deal with temptation and we deal with how to overcome temptation or not, as is in the first reading, but how to enter into battle with Satan. And so as we come and we do this, those of us, hopefully every single person here has been starting with the reading of the two chapters of the gospel every day. And so if you've been doing that, you already read the gospel this past week. And as you did that, because you were spending time on Thursday with the third and fourth chapter of the gospel, you see how Jesus, and again, the point of this exercise is how does Jesus live? How does Jesus deal with Satan? How does Jesus overcome temptation? Because when we look at that, then we find out how we can do it. So We don't just sit there and say, oh yeah, this psychologist said this, or this one said this. How did Jesus deal with temptation? And then we find out. And we do that so that we can do it too. And so, in the third chapter, right before today, this begins one. what is Jesus? What's the end of the third chapter? Does anybody know what happens to Jesus? He is baptized. Good job. And at baptism, as we find that, Jesus in his humanity finds out who he is. He gets his strength from knowing who he is, that he is the son of God who God loves and he's pleased with. So once we know that, so here's Jesus, the son of God who the father loves, we know that when we got baptized, the same thing happened to us. That God looked at you and me and he adopted us. He took us into his own and he said, now, You are my daughter. You are my son. And I love you. And I'm pleased with you. And that's so important to find out our identity. Because as I've said a billion times from this pulpit, God knows our sin, but he calls us by our name. The devil knows our name, but he calls us by our sin. Again, what and who do you identify as I'm just a sinner or I am a son and daughter or daughter of the Father who loves me because that identity you claim will really help you or not help you in temptation if you know who you are beloved to the Father then you can easily overcome temptation if you just think you're a sinner you're always gonna give in to temptation why because that's just who I am. So, by the way you define yourself is the, what, how you're already already determining whether you're going to win or lose against temptation. So, again, when you're reading the gospel and you see, well, what does Jesus do? He got baptized to show us who we are. He is beloved. I am beloved. And so you got to name yourself the way Jesus does because when you and I do that, (laughs) I'm cracking my voice. I feel like I'm a teenager all over again. Anyway, in the midst of that, when you and I define ourselves, that gives us strength and temptation, right? And so here we are. We're defined by God. Now it says the Spirit led him into the desert to be tempted. So again, the Spirit that came upon him at baptism, the same Spirit that is upon you, the same spirit that lives within you, you don't have to deal with the devil by yourself. You will fall. You will fail. You will feel bad again about you, and you'll do it again. Why? Because you try to go into battle with your own power and strength. And I promise you, you always lose. But if you go with the spirit of the living God, that the spirit will lead you and the spirit will guide you. And the spirit is the dynamite of God. He's the power of God. So again, as I've said before, who is more powerful, God or the devil? Well, then let's live that way. God lives inside of us. So again, you know, we sit there in uh, so many places throughout the world. We've went back to the St. Michael's Prayer, and they sneak it in after Mass, even here. And again, the Vatican got rid of that years ago. But the purpose is because we're always running to somebody else. Hey, Michael, why don't you defeat the devil for me? Hey, you, why don't you defeat the devil with the God of the universe inside of you? Why don't you let God's spirit inside of you conquer the evil one? Instead of constantly going to everyone else, you do it, I'm afraid. Don't be afraid. God's inside of you and me. He's always more powerful than the evil one. So again, when we spend time with the word of God, and we know that that same spirit of the living God is inside of me that was in Jesus, now I can deal with temptation. But in Matthew's gospel, it adds something. What does Jesus do before he's tempted? Remember what it said here today? He fasted. When we enter into the penances of Lent, when we fast, it's that that gives us strength of discipline. So now I can go to the Holy Spirit because I'm fasting, which means I'm emptying myself of self. And God has taken more and more power over me. So again, if I have a glass that's filled with something, I can't put anything else in it because it's already full. But when I fast, I empty the glass, and I empty the glass of me so that God can fill me with He. The God of the universe can take more and more control. So the more control God has in my life through fasting, the more power I have over the evil one when He starts tempting me. And then again, they went back and forth. When the devil started tempting him, he used the word of God to the word of God. Isn't that interesting? And the devil sometimes, you throw the word of God at us, but it doesn't have the power of the word of God. Why? Because Satan only quoted a verse. Jesus is the word. So when Jesus quotes the word, he quotes his power of himself. So when you and I are fighting Satan in our lives, we don't just quote verses of scripture that we have memorized. We take the word of God, Jesus Christ, him very self, and we shove it down the devil's throat. And he'll always run because I'm doing it with the person who is the word. That's how Jesus wins. He just doesn't quote Scripture. The devil quotes Scripture. He is the living Word. And so when you and I again are coming and we're fighting the devil, we do it by the power of the Holy Spirit and through the Word of God. So again, as we enter and continue to enter into this holiest of seasons, we're going to be tempted. Like I always love to tell people, I'm saying you're being tempted. And again, This isn't from me. Sister Christine many years ago taught me when Carmelite Monastery and I was a seminarian and I was complaining about how I was tempted to something and she said, Larry, that's the devil. I know, sister, what am I gonna do? Tell him to go to hell. Sister, but I've never forgot it. You tell the devil to go to hell. And his people still to this very day sit there and write to me, oh, Father, don't take on the devil. You're living under your own power and your own thoughts. Don't ever take on the devil yourself. But take on the devil if you know who you are, if you have the Holy Spirit within you, if you sit there and you fast, and if you sit there and take the holy word of God, Jesus, and take some verses and shove them down the devil's throat and he will run and you and i will be victorious you got it you get it you're gonna do it may each of you know his love today and forever amen